This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. If you know me, then you know this is going to be a very special conversation. Not only is he a five-time All-Pro, not only did he win a Super Bowl with the team and go into the Hall of Fame in 2018, this man was not only my AIM screen name doc for MVP because I said forget quarterbacks, make a safety the MVP. He was all of my passwords. I have had different interactions with him. First, it was a phone call. Now it's a video chat one day in person. The greatest safety that ever lived, Brian frickin' Dawkins. No, thank you, brother. Thank you. Thank you for having me, man. This is a very, it's a pleasure. And it's an important topic we're going to be talking about. 100%. Uh, a lot of times when I do interviews, it's like a mix of, okay, let's talk about what they want to talk about, and then also, what was it like to hit Algae Crumbler? I have asked you those questions already. And I am 100% yes. willing to dive into, I think, what you really care about right now, which is mental health, because I've just reached the point now where, I'll just share this with you, Brian. Today I wake up yes. and I see a quote from Aristotle. And it said, what we do every day, hold on, let me get this right. It was, we are what we repeatedly do. And I think it's just really hit me in these last few months of repetition, of laying out what I want to accomplish long-term, those little mini wins that you look back in two months and you can grow as a human and all that. But I know from your Hall, of, your Hall of Fame speech that you have been able to process difficult things throughout your entire life. But I'm curious in terms of we are what we constantly do. Um, how are you doing right now? And what are you doing every day that defines who you are? Wow, that's, that's beautiful. That's a beautiful segue into talking about what we're talking about. And that's, that's mental health. Um, the things that I have been doing during this time, during the pandemic and, and being quarantined, is a continuation of some of the things that I have been doing prior to it. I just have more time now to pour into some of the things that I do, to be honest with you. And so the habits you're talking about is wonderful thought process when it comes to that, that we all have habits that we do on a daily basis, whether we understand it or not, believe it or not, we all, and that's both good and bad. And so some of the habits that I have that I've now a part of my lifestyle is how I wake up in the morning. I pray, read, and meditate every morning. I give myself at least 20 minutes. At least 20 All minutes. Right. This, is, this, is how like, I, this is how I keep track of my habits now. And my top three yes. are wake up and pray, meditate, and journal. I do it with my fiance. So that sets the tone for your whole day. Everything yeah. else. Everything else will fall in line because I prepared myself mentally 
spiritually. And, you know, I do some push-ups from time yeah. to time as well. And physically to get everything going. I make sure you're doing the other thing. Hydrate. I drink water in the oh, morning. I try to drink. Please. I'm only kidding. Oh, Look at you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but, but those are things that I, that I do regardless. But again, so me, I'm very intentional about the time that I spend and how I spend that time because I understand, I've grown to understand just like you have, is that time is a limited resource. We don't have a whole lot of it. We have 24 hours in a day. And usually our 24 hours are allowed it, allowed it to do a lot of other things. But now, not so much. So I can spend specific time doing things to strengthen different parts of me that I may consider to be weak or something I'm just interested in, like you know how the brain operates. Um, how my uh, how my body functions in different um, emotional states. So I've been doing some of those things, and even how the body operates when you're in in a trauma situation. So I've been again looking at better ways to better understand me, so that I can help others at the same time. So how you spend your time, how you, the, the habits that you yeah. choose to create, the habits you choose to create will pay dividends if you choose to create good habits going forward. The thing that I always hear, so I posted this clip of Takeo Spikes talking about you and being like, I took his soul. I want to take his soul. I talked to uh, Chris Sims, who I used to do the show with, and he saw you in the locker room. Everybody loves to talk about your, quote, transformation into Weapon X. I, it, it was part of the reason why I was your biggest fan growing up. But I'm realizing now when I listen to your Hall of Fame speech, you said that what you did is you created like a dam where you took all of this energy and you funneled it in and then you released it for the game. And I think one, yes. it's incredible that you were able to do that, the mental strength of kind of, of doing that. But then I think about where we are right now. We can't go outside. We can't have interpersonal connections. A lot of us have so much energy right now. So for you, what would be your advice in terms of taking all that energy and channeling it and making use out of it? Again, it goes back to what I was talking about just a, a, a while ago, as far as how you choose to spend this time. We all have energy. Some of the energies have been used in a lot of different ways, but you can choose to use them in positive ways. What, again, I, I purposefully get up and I do those, the pray, read, and meditate. But after that, I purposefully take sections of time, maybe another hour to specifically, maybe I'll watch a podcast. Maybe I'll watch something, um, a motivational speech by some of the people that, that motivate me. Like, obviously, a motivator sometimes need to be motivated. Who, yeah, who motivates you? Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, Bishop Jakes is someone spiritually that, that motivates me, um, that he pours into me and listening to him. Um, Les Brown is someone that the way he comes, the way he does what he does yeah. speaks to me greatly. Um, there's a num number of other individuals that I choose to look, listen to but you, from time but you to time. Take Those time just, every day to learn. Yes. Yes. And it's just, just like we have schedules during our time that we are working. We, why not schedule times now? Why not set aside, okay, from one o'clock to two o'clock, this is what I'm going to be doing. I'm going to study this, or I'm going to look into this. So that way you already know that, okay, I can't be doing other things obviously during that time i can't set up things to be doing watching tv and spending it on on, on i won't say useless stuff yeah. but just freelancing stuff i'm going to specifically dial into this for this hour so that i can be a better version of myself so you no know, those are some of the things that i do and i exercise man i got 
I listen, I have to do something. Totally. Not every day, but I have to do something a couple of times a week. Um, you know, I still lift. I still get into hit it hard when I hit it because, again, that's a part of me. That 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 energetic cat that was all over the field that was using that energy to do that. It's still inside of me. Like Weapon X still lives inside. I have to let Buddy out come out and play from time to time, man. So I got to exercise. Do you still talk to Weapon at least X? Two times a week. Is it like a conversation? Oh, yeah. yeah, really. Oh yeah. Matter of fact, me and my me and my daughter was. Um, laughing about this uh matter of fact it was two two days ago she was she she was talking to herself and she didn't answer herself back i said wait a minute you just did you talk to yourself she said yes i said you well why are you being rude you got to answer yourself back you you got to answer yourself yeah. back you got to have those conversations that's self-talk man like self-talk we all have it we all do it we don't probably recognize it but what you say to yourself about yourself is what matters most. A lot of people will say a lot of crazy stuff about you. A lot of people will say things about you that you probably don't like. But what matters, what truly matters is what you say about you. So yeah, I always, me and Weapon X talk quite a bit. We talk quite I a bit. I used to say on the show all the time that anger is a fuel, but it burns out really quickly. And it's good fuel. It's like I always equate it to the space shuttle and you use it to get out of the system, but then you can't rely on that. You got to drop that off eventually. I'm curious with the dam and all the energy, was there something in your life that has been fuel for the longest? What has been like your longest lasting fuel that you've used? Well, that's, that's my faith. Um, I'm a believer. Um, I'm a believer in Christ. So that's, that's the foundation of me. So everything comes from that, that, that relationship that I have spending time in, in the morning, like we talked about meditating and praying that allows me to better utilize that time or what things I actually need to pour my energy into. So it was, it was that relationship that taught me about the dam, give, gave me the dam scenario. Like I had all of this energy and all this, this, angst and anger, but I wasn't using it, like you said, in a proper right. direction. So energy can is transferable. So being able to now transfer that energy into positive things, having positive solutions, you know, but my faith is the foundation of me. I always want to make sure people understand that my faith and in, in what I believe in, in the Lord and the heavenly father, that's the foundation of Brian. Was Dawkins. there ever a game where your energy started at the beginning and you were like, I have never felt this much energy before. Like it even surprised you how strong Weapon X was that game? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, there were times that I would look back at, look, look back at film and I would be surprised that I could cover that much ground that fast. Or I would be able to perform, um, perform some of the physical feats that I did on some of the 300 pounders that I, that I went against. I'm talking about putting them on their, on their backside. So some of that stuff was surprising, but I will tell you this because of that relationship, like I anticipated doing things like that. I anticipated it still surprising that I could do some of that stuff, but you saw, it? I anticipated it. I saw it. Yeah. Some of that stuff you see, you see, I would play the game at least two times before I played it. So mentally, I have played the game, different scenarios and some of the individuals that I would have to go up against, whether it be linemen, whether is it be there receivers, a play, running is back. Is there a play that I definitely know that you saw a few times before it happened? Like, was is there a play that comes to mind? Man, um, you probably would not, unless you go back and Dude, I've look seen at like it for yourself. <laughs> it would be, 
uh, all right, for offensive linemen, um, the, the Washington had a, a, a very good offensive Chris line. Samuels? This is back when Clinton Portis was uh, running John back. John Jansen? Um, it was John Jansen is who it was. It was pulling on the right side, and we were in Philly. And I knew that they were going to run a physical play like that at some point during the game. So I had already seen in my mind how I was going to take him on exactly what I was going to do and actually what the results would be. So I lowered myself, same foot, same shoulder. That's a, a key to gener generating a lot of power. I got up under him, and then I ripped up with my forearm into his face mask, and boom, he went backwards. And he was going backwards so fast, he grabbed me and pulled me Man. on top of it. But I saw that. I, had, I saw that in film study. I saw how I was going to be able to do it, how I needed to do it, and it came with came to fruition. That's just that's a physical play that happened, but there's other things that I've seen. The reason I say happened. this is one of our writers, Ty Dunn, just did a piece with Sammy Watkins, and in it, Sammy says that often the night before the game, he visualizes the entire thing and has had multiple moments where he has either looked at a significant other and been like, I'm going to have 114 yards, and he does, or looked at another player and been like, you're about to score a touchdown. Like, it's that level of, you know, that – Time is fluid, but it, I was curious. It sounds like you've had experiences like that. Yes, and I'm, I just gave you yeah. one of them. There's so many others that specifically happen, whether it be interceptions or specific blitzes. I knew I would get home on or, and how I would get home on them. Like, again, you see things, you play it in your mind, and you allow yourself to experience it before you actually experience it. And then sometimes I will tell you, like, there's just things that happen during the game that you just – the game would slow down so much and you can like almost see cats running in slow motion mm. as some of the things happen. So you can look ahead a little bit from a, for a formation, down and distance situation and anticipate what they're about to do. And then you can see yourself making the play. That's gotta be the so best part instant. about it. That has to be the best part. When you reach that, that crossroads of experience and ability where you can take advantage of the things that you can see. What year was that? When did that it's, start for you? It's hard to, it's um, probably in my, it really started coming together like that, probably my third so year. So like 99, 2000. That's, yep. And that's when it really began to come. Before then I was going off more of athleticism and I was just letting my athleticism show. I didn't really know how to uh, study film. Um, like I needed to, yeah. but Emmett Thomas was key in helping me. In that. I was literally Emmett about Thomas. to talk about Emmett Thomas. Let me set this up. Yes. So I rewatch, like, I I watched your Hall of Fame speech. I gave my fiance the heads up. I said, "Do not talk." I said, "No offense." I said, "I just I need to absorb this." Uh, I cried like three times, and I couldn't tell. I knew that you prepared, but I also knew it was like off the top of your of your head, but. The, the interesting thing as a fan is you're going, oh, he said Trot. Oh, he said Jim Johnson. But the way you talked about Emmett Thomas as this teacher, you said that he was someone that gave you guidance in times of struggle. I mean, it almost sounded fatherly, your relationship with him. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, I, call him, I call him Uncle E. Like, um, but at that time, like, he, was, he was truly a, a father figure to me. And I, I have my father. My father's living. He's a great man. But in that instance, when I was going through what I was going through away from home, in, the, in that environment, 
it was Emmett. It was Emmett that was checking on me. It was Emmett that was looking past the facade that I was putting up every day, seeing deeper into me so we can sit down and have conversations from time to time. And me and my wife, he would talk to Connie as well, call her up and talk to her as well. So like he was huge and influential in me recognizing who I then became. I did not know I could be who he knew I could mm. be. He saw something in me. And that's, this, is a, this is a message for, for everybody. Like sometimes there's gonna be people in your life that God is gonna put in your life that's gonna recognize things in you that you don't know. You, don't, you might not even believe that you can do some of the things that that person sees in you. But I believe in his vision of me. I work my behind off, I listen to him. And all of a sudden, like, like you said, when, it, when the light bulbs go off, going into that third year is when that light bulb, I was like, man, I, I, I kind of I dig this. I, I kind of like this. It, it goes back to your illustration about anger. Like anger can get you started, but your preparation is what keeps you going throughout the game. The energy is going to be there, but now my preparation kicks in. Now I can begin to see things and do things. And again, him helping me film study wise, him helping me better be a better man, him helping me, you know, go see the psychiatrist like I needed to to, 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 to understand that I needed to get help to begin to speak on some things and speak, get some things out of me. Yeah, he was huge, huge in my life. Was there ever a point, because I feel like sometimes you need to clash with ideals before you can understand like, you have to break those, those those things in your own mind. Was there ever a part where you and Emmett were clashing and he was like, I see stuff for you that maybe you don't even see yet? No, I mean- So you've, you no. accepted it from the beginning? Because I, because I trusted him. Mm. Like if he was somebody I didn't trust, there probably would be a clash like you, like you speak of. Right. But from the jump, Emmett was 100% like real with me, we're just straight up. Like, you know, his nickname for me, and they, some, some of them still call me this, was Baby Boy. Like, I was Baby Boy. Like, and so... After Tyrese, would, like after the movie? No, this was before. Oh, this okay. is before the movie. Yeah. So he was calling me Baby, before, baby Boy before, before the movie even came out. So he was calling me Baby Boy. And, and then everybody started calling him. That was, like, that was my nickname, my, my, rookie, my rookie nickname for even my, some of my teammates. He was calling me Baby Boy, too. But that endearment that he took out of his time, not just to you know, call me baby boy, but some of the other things that he did behind closed doors, conversations we had, like I, I just began to trust what he saw in me. I, I, he and Ray, I'm gonna give Ray Rose some credit as well. Ray Rose, yeah. me, and, me and Ray would speak from time to time. So, you know, having them two dudes, and here's the a, here's a thing about it. This is, when I have an individual um, in Ray Rose, I have an individual in, in Emmett, and they're speaking into me like they're speaking in, into me. That took me back to my neighborhood mm. is what it did. Because not only yes, you have coaches speaking into me, but there are coaches that are African-American coaches speaking into me. So like it really took me back to my childhood of some of my coaches even back then of how they spoke into me, how they cared about not just the performance that you're putting on the field and they cared about you from a different perspective because some of them have been through some of the things that I'm now going through, mm. not just on the football field, but off the football field. So the, their ability to relate and have empathy with me, not just sympathy, but some of the things that I may be going through off the field, like just it, in, enriched and, and, and uh, I guess invigorated my, my willingness to even accept what they were saying even more so 
to go out and see if I, you know, if, if I can be this dude who uh, Ray said he saw. He saw a little bit of Ronnie Lott in me. I said, okay, really? That's that's my idol. I love Ronnie Lott. Okay, I'm going to see if I can help Ronnie Lott in me come out. How important when you see that having like black men in their 30s and 40s help you get through this, how much did that inspire you to do the same thing with the Eagles now, knowing that because they could relate to you and because they had that empathy, you were like, I need to get involved with younger guys that need that pulled out of them too. So one of the things that I recognize is that um, being transparent and having a, um, going through some of the things that somebody has gone through allows you to connect deeper with them so that they can open up even more on some things. And so even in my conversations with some of the guys when I was when I was working as an executive yeah. with the Eagles, not just guys, but coaches as well, like we would open, I would open up on some of the things, other things that I may have gone through that was kind of on the same road or down the same street that some of them may have been traveling so that we can then connect on a greater scale so we can talk about some solutions together mm. of how we can be better, how we can do things better, how can we can see some of the, um, some of the things that may be uh, underlying that is preventing them from being the best version of themselves. So yes, I believe that, and and is it, this is not just is it tough is to get NFL my, players to open up? Say again. Is it tough to get most NFL players to open up? Um, I don't know most of them. Yeah, <laughs> but the ones the the ones that I do know, I know that like there's a certain sense of pride. Um, that and pride is a is not a bad thing. There's a good good kind of pride, um, but there's there's a pride involved that sometimes prevents them from saying what needs to be said, and that turns into a bad pride. And so, because of the neighborhoods that some of us grew up in, there's a certain way we have to carry ourselves. We have been told, excuse me, and taught to carry ourselves as men. This is how you have to be as a man. In order to be a man, you can't cry. You got to rub dirt on it. I don't care if the bone is sticking out of the, your arm. You can't cry about it. Suck it up. Rub some dirt on it. No, no. You need to go to a doctor. You need to cry and go to a doctor if the bone is sticking out because you can't heal that. That's nothing. That's something you can't heal. You need help to heal that. And so we do that when it comes to physical injuries but when it comes to anything mental oh no just suck it up just deal with it but what happens is time and time again is when you tie up or when you bind up that emotion and you think you have uh put it put it away it doesn't stay away it's locked up yes but it's like if you put a whole bunch of food or you put a whole bunch of crap in a, in a room and you close the door and you don't touch it for months or years you know, the smell that will come out of that room will begin to leak into the rest of the house. That's what happens to us. That's what happens when we hold, hold anger in ourselves or we hold bitterness towards somebody else. That's what happens. It begins to leak into other areas of our lives. So now we begin to have short patience or we begin to snap on people or we, be, or we don't allow somebody to truly love us because we have certain parts of our heart you know, bound up by this anger, this hatred, or this hurt. Somebody may have hurt you um, in, in, in the past. And now you, I'm not going to open up to this person to allow them to see the, everything that I can be, or me even to see everything that I can be, because it's somebody in the past has hurt. When you were playing and you would bottle up that energy and release it on Sundays, how were the other six days of the week? Because you talk about you don't want to bottle it up. Like, 
I know if you're saving it for Sunday and by Wednesday, you've already had a few things. Like I could see snapping a little bit, like little bursts of it, right? No, no, because again, during the week. So during the week, I had another schedule. So now I have a schedule from my days of being, uh, I guess, a normal person, <laughs> I guess, uh, life without football. But when I was a player, I had, I had a schedule. I had a mental schedule of what I did every day and how I went about doing things per week, mm. the massages that I had, the, the meditation hours, uh, time that I spent, even during the day sometimes with my teammates sometimes. We would have prayer sessions and meditation sessions together. Nice. So like there are specific things that we did that I did to make sure that everything was being learned, um, gained, and the momentum was gearing up towards Sunday. That I was getting everything prepared to unleash that thing, at least, at least Weapon X on, on, on the field, whenever the game day was. So yeah, there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a, a process in place that I had yeah, to do like every Yeah, you fine-tuned it. So like, th this is the yeah. interesting though for NFL players right now. I was just talking to Kelsey and he's supposed to be on his championship parade. You know, he's supposed to be at the Masters, being like, oh, that's Super Bowl champion Travis Kelsey type of stuff. But for a lot of these guys, they, they, they keep such a strict schedule for the year, but because now they're stuck inside, maybe that normal life without football version of themselves isn't getting as much. How, how, how can they better handle that? Because that's got to be tough, too. Oh, yeah, it's definitely have to, it has to be tough. Um, I'm sure some of those, some of these cats have probably some type of home gyms or some things that they can do in the house. So sometimes, listen, sometimes um, you have to have a mechanism inside of you that you can motivate yourself. Yes, I've, I, other people help motivate me, but I have to, there's a certain thing in me that whenever we went, wherever we went when I was a player during my uh, playing days, they had to have a setup that I can work out. If they don't have it, uh, we can't go there. Let's, 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 let's choose another place because I got to get it in. So now with this time, once again, spending, listen, you get it in. However you need to get it in, you get it in. You create things. Like there's different ways. I mean, there's so much stuff on, 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 uh, on these phones, on these yeah. gadgets of people doing different things. Like you can, you can still get it in. And here's the great thing about it. Everybody has the same set of circumstances right now. Everybody. If you're a player, everybody. So everybody's looking for how to make sure that they're ready to go. The thing that you have to make sure that it's ready to go, though, is your mental. Is your mental. So being mentally strong will help you in every other regard. If you're not mentally strong, but you're physically strong, it's, that's only going to last for so long. So having your mental ready, ready and especially your spiritual. For me, especially your spiritual. If, if you're, if my, listen, when my spiritual is right and my spiritual is leading the rest of me, man, I'll find a way. I'll, I'll make a way. If there's no way, I'm going to tear something down and make a way. What you said earlier, I struggle with this all the time because young people reach out to me because I talk about sports so people think it's the greatest job of all time. And that's, I'm sure it's the same thing with a professional football player. And a lot of them want mentorship. And when you talk about Emmett, you know, there's so much guidance that happened there. But what you just said about needing that self-motivation, sometimes I think that people clamor to be mentored when really it's like you need to, that mentor is only going to trigger that in you. So how do you, how do you yes. balance between being like, 
someone's going to speak to you, but also it needs to be you. Yes. So the way that I see it, the way that I believe it is that nobody can bring out of me what's not in me. So whatever, whenever God puts somebody in my life that helped bring something out, that means it was already inside. So inspire, in spirit, that means something is inside of encourage. Yeah, that courage is inside of you already. If I, if I give you courage to do something, I didn't give you courage. I gave you words. I gave you things. I gave you wind. Like you saw, like I talked about the, the turbines. I gave you the wind to pull, to push, excuse me, and, and, and the seed. You have inside of you the word wart that seed that was inside of you and it, it activated it began to come out and bear fruit so it is inside of you so the moment we begin to only depend on somebody else to motivate us or to give us everything that we need the moment we will never never reach the potential that we can that we can reach mm. because you can't depend on everybody somebody somebody's gonna let you down if not everybody, everybody's going to let you down some form or fashion. Not trying to. That's just the nature of it. But if you have it with inside of you, whenever, when, when, if nobody else has my back, I know I got my own back. Because I know I'm mentally strong enough to do that. Because I'm learning from mistakes. That's the other thing. Nobody wants to fail. Yes, failure is not, failure is not a permanent thing. Pre failure is not a permanent thing unless you allow it to be. So when I look, when I have a, uh, a mistake that is made or a failure, somebody might call it, I look at those as lessons, man. You got to look at all of that stuff as lessons. How can I get stronger with this? And the stronger I become, the less I need somebody else to pump me up. It's the realization right? that there is no good and bad. There is just action and then you relate. Now, it's easy to say because I think the, the hard thing in the space is everything needs to be couched with there are people out there right now that are in pain and yes. relatively, but I back to your hall of fame speech. You said all of the best things in life came on the backside of pain. That pain led to those great moments and people are suffering right now and they are in pain. How do we change? This is something that is happening to us to this is something that is happening for us, at least mentally for us to process. And that's the key for each person. They have to come up with the way that that resonates to them. That's the way it may resonate to you. For somebody else, for me, it's growing through. That's what I say. I'm growing through this. How can I grow through this? So when I meditate in the morning, I say, okay, so how am I growing today? How, how am I going to grow from this? Hold out. I ask the Lord, like, how can I grow today from from this or how can i grow today period not this i leave this out of it i leave the pandemic out of it the quarantine uh quarantine out of it i just say how can i grow today because the things that you do today let's say you create a new habit a good habit and it's a powerful habit that is helping you right now when this is over or we turn into or go into a new normal whatever that's going to be are you going to stop because you're no longer in the the pressure situation or the pain situation no what you should do is continue on in that and then develop other things on top of that to even make you better. So again, during this time, understand, first of all, like nothing lasts forever. Nothing lasts forever. There is no storm that lasts forever, ever, excuse me. So this too shall pass. But while we're in it, while we're in it, we can still produce or, or um, like I said, invest the time to have, uh, 
positive fruit to be produced once this thing is over. Matter of fact, we can be producing fruit while this is going on. I know I am. I'm producing major fruit because I'm, I'm more patient with my kids. I'm more patient with my wife. I'm, I'm, I'm listening to the tone of my voice. If I, if I get agitated or I raise my voice a little bit, I listen, I say, nope, bring down the octave so that I can communicate with my whole body that everything is okay, not just my words and then my facial expression and my tone is off. Nope, let's bring that back down. So yes, I'm growing even during this time. When you think about football, Brian Dawkins, I think what's interesting is so many people are gonna come up to you and they're gonna share their paradigm of their experience of you. So they're gonna say, I remember exactly where I was when you had that game against the Houston Texans and blah, 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 blah. As someone that's in the present a lot, and I'm sure a lot of athletes deal with this, what is it like when you interact with people, they're always trying to pull you to the past, but you, you know what I mean? Like, how do you deal with that ping pong? I'm fine with that because I know just like in the car, I can look in the rear view mirror real quick. I don't stay there. Like when I'm driving, sometimes you peek in the wrist real quick, you can look at the rear view mirror. Yeah. But I don't stay there. I'm constantly looking straight ahead. I even look to the left and to the right every once in a while. Like when you drive, same thing. But I'm, I'm looking straight ahead the majority of the time. So when I do do when I do do that, I go back with them because I recognize that that's not for me. That's for them. Mm. Like they're touching a part of their lives that was a blessing to them. Like it was emotional charge. Gave them a, 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 a energy charge. So you I mean sometimes have people they'll come up to me or see me and like the way that I've been blessed to live my life make them feel a certain way it wasn't about some of the things that maybe I said it was just the way that I made them feel the way that I live my life made them feel a specific type of way and they go back into those feelings right that feeling is what I want to allow them to continue to go back into because if that was a great feeling for them like I want them to see, okay, what can I do today to feel this way going forward? Like, I don't need Brian Dawkins to feel this way. Now, he helps yeah. me. But if, again, if I feel it, if it comes out of me, it was in me to begin with. So, like, what do I have to do? What things that maybe I need to change in my life to help me produce that feeling on a regular basis? Man, it would be great if every day I woke up and it felt like Friday. Think about it. When people say it's Friday, oh my goodness, it's going to be a good time. Right? Whatever your whatever your whatever your situation is, that's it's yeah. Friday. Like what if mentally we can live our week? And you can. Every you can. Friday. It's, it's, it's not easy. It will take some work, but you can. You can enjoy every, the aspects of the day. You can give yourself challenges every day of how you're going to go out and do specific things to either to better somebody else's life or to do something for somebody else to listen more intently. Like there's different areas you can fo focus on about yourself to once again, the way that I say it is to bring, to be a thermostat in an atmosphere, to do, walk into a room. I'm, I wanna be the thermostat. I don't wanna be a thermometer. I don't wanna be, I don't wanna just change with the temperature. Of the room. I wanna change the temperature of the room if I can. I, was, I need to look up and see if you guys, if you can make a shirt that just says every day is Friday. And then you can sell calendars <laughs> that have the dates, but it just says Friday. For I would buy that. Friday. That'd be amazing. Uh, Friday. I like it. I like it. What is it like? We talk about feeling. And I think Philly is an interesting city. Uh, there's a reason that you say, who, what basketball player best embodies the city? They say Iverson 
They say what baseball player? They'd probably say Chase Utley. For for football, they'd say you. And and that's with Reggie White and Bill Berge and like all and Randall Cunningham and Norm like all those names. What is it? How does it make you feel when if we pulled Philly and they said what athlete? is the favorite athlete of this city, they say your name. What is that feeling like for you? That's extremely humbling. It's extremely humbling. From, I mean, Dr. Uh, J, man. They're going to pick you over Dr. Oh J. God. Dr. J, Will Chamberlain, like, 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 when I begin to think about those things, I always take myself and sit myself back in my, my childhood shoes. Because that child in me, I will never, I will almost say this, I will never let that child in me die. Like I'm, that child in me is yet living. I do a lot of goofy stuff to this day because that child in me is still living and I'm so happy for it, so happy for it. So when, I, you, when you say that in the city of Philadelphia, out of all the athletes that have come through there, significant names like yeah. you just mentioned, that they even first of all put me in the sentence with those names. Like Reggie White, are you serious? Yeah. Do you know, like Reggie White? Of defense. Like, oh my goodness, there, man! If Reggie went a, a game without a sack, people would be like, "Hey, is everything wrong with Reggie? Like, what's going on? Just a sack? He didn't have a sack." So the people, are like, hey, is, is, is something wrong? Is something wrong with Reggie? That's the legacy that this dude had. Not not just not just obviously as a as a player, obviously as a minister of defense. Like, like he was larger than life to me. So when I think of Philadelphia football, I think of those two names you just mentioned. I think of Reggie White on defense, and I think of Randall Cunningham on, on offense. Those are the two cats that I think about. And then you talk about basketball. My Dr. J, yeah. I mean, the Afro, the free throw line, like, oh, my goodness, that Dr. J y'all yeah. talking about. Yeah. You, you, you think I'm, on, I'm, I'm in the same sentence with this dude? So that's how I see it. It's a very humbling thing, surprising thing for me. But I'm thankful for it as well. So once again, if, if, if the things, if thinking about me brings joy to a person or helps them release some happiness and brings about that, I'm all for it, man. I'm all for now it. Now I'm, I'm curious, because I'm watching the Sunday night, I'm watching the last dance every week. Are you watching this documentary, The Bulls? Yes, yes. Okay, so here I hear you and it's like, you are in tune with the three different levels, spirit, mind, body. You're not harboring anything. It's clean fuel and it comes out. And then I see Jordan who could literally take a random parking attendant saying, oh, happy birthday. You're getting up there in age and go, I'm going to destroy everybody. What is it like to watch Jordan have that mindset? Yeah, so there's parts of me um, that utilize that so that's fuel for my sure. fire so with the people some of the people like i said like i one of the things i talked about in my hall of fame speeches i i thank my haters you know for giving for giving me that fuel so you let's do the things that can fuel your fire and so when you tell me i can't do something when you tell me that i'm too small you tell me that i'm up there in age i can no longer do it at a high level my in my 13th year Okay, I'll show you. My fourteenth, my fourteenth year was one of the best years I've ever had as a player. Who did you Period. visualize? Who did you visualize when you were putting that on something where you were like, "I'm gonna show you"? Was it like an Eagles logo? Was it just the notion of it? Like, how did it? How did you channel that? Just, just the, just the notion of it. So it was just the notion of the fact that uh, again, not only are they questioning me on the outside, you have now the organ some of the people in the organization that I actually play are doubting the fact mm -hmm. that I can do this thing at a high level. 
not just do it, but at a high level, at a game-changing level. Okay, once again, my four, if you go look, just look at it, check it out for yourself. My 14th year was one of the best years I've ever had as a professional football yeah. player. So again, that fueled me. My workouts were even more intense. If they could get intense, they were more intense, more focused to make sure that, okay, yep, you have given me ammunition. Thank you very much. But again, I can't just depend on that for four quarters. Anger alone, like you said, it will not take you through four, four, four quarters. You have to have some intellect. You have to be, that's why I said my spirit has to lead the way. My spirit never gets tired. My body gets tired. My mind gets tired. My spirit never gets tired. It, I think competition is also such a beautiful thing in terms of people you respect. So it's not, I want to show them wrong, but it's more of they're bringing the most out of themselves. Who brought the most out of you? Maybe worse than even on your team. Oh, wow. Well, anytime that I have to face some of the, the guys on the other side, they brought out the best. I was always play at a high level anyway, but um, when you face a guy, um, people don't talk about him anymore um, like they should when it comes to tight end because he, he had a short career. Uh, which, like Jeremy Shockey, yeah. I used to love the battle against that dude because he's a battle, he's a fighter. Like I, I love playing against dudes like that. When they come out and battle the way he bat, you know, he might chirp a little bit. I love those going going against dudes like that. You know, he'll I'll get him a couple of times. He'll get he got me. So 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 you know, guys like that. When you go against some of the elite guys, um, how about like they, sh I, they should bring up you, you were you were in. It's like one of the best trios of safeties playing at the same time. You Ed and and Palomalu, Ed Reed and Palomalu. Did you ever see their performances and go, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna match that? Well, no, it was not. It was never about matching. Cool. Nope. It was all. It was about outdoing. Like I'm gonna outdo this cat. Oh. Like it made me. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like that. That's like that's just a competition. I'm gonna do what I do the way that I do it. I I, I don't have. Now the that ball I'm thinking about it, one of your best plays was against the Steelers, and now that I think about it, that was a Troy Palomalu style of play where you dove in the air and knocked it down and that you kind of one upped him in that game. Now that you ended the game. Yeah. So, so in those, in those instances, like you do whatever it takes to do what needs to be done. So whatever happens needs to happen. And like one of the hardest things for me is um, for, I guess, yeah, for, for, for us is that we didn't win the Super Bowl. You know, we didn't win the Super Bowl as a team and we weren't in those playoff runs and to win the Super Bowl. So we weren't we aren't talked about in those likes as, as, as some of the, some of my uh, individual who, who did right. win the Super Bowl. Like you just mentioned something, me going in the air and I was like, sure, Palomalo. Yeah, but, you know, I was you also in the jumped on the Giants years. receiver on the sideline. Uh, you laid out Barry Sanders. Uh, you're the first uh, NFL player ever to get an interception kick punt return like it, I didn't even, I can't believe that I just, ah, I'm so mad at myself. All right, keep going. No, no, You need no, to understand, no, no. man, I would punch somebody for you. <laughs> no, but that's, that's, but, but that's, that's the way that it sometimes plays yeah. out. So when I, when I touch the field and there's a safety on the other side, the reason why I want to outdo them because I respect the yeah. heck out of them. Like I respect the heck out of Troy, the way that he did what he did. And each one of those cats, when they made it to the Hall of Fame, I sent it out just like Ed. He, Ed to me was the, he's the best to ever do what he did the way he did it. And that's getting the ball in his hands and taking it to the house. The best who have ever yeah. done it. And like Troy, he's very, um, he was very gifted in doing some of the acrobatic stuff. 
like timing and on some of the uh, diving oh, over yeah. the centers. I enjoy, I'm a fan of the game. So I enjoy the heck out of those things, right? But like, there's different ways to be, um, to have success at a position. Mm. They did it one way, Troy did it another way. I did it a different way in a lot of respects because of, if you look at the way that I was blessed to play the game, in every statistical crap category, there's significant numbers. So I wanted to be a oh, game yeah. changer in that way. I wanted to redefine the position in that way, that I don't have to be just good in one or two or three areas. I can be good in four, five, six areas to help you know your team, your ball team win. You talked about the beginning. To be, wep to, to be Weapon X. To be we Weapon X. You talked about starting your day and reading, writing, and meditating. Uh, praying, writing, and meditating. Do you do anything at the end of your days that you feel yes. like you're setting yourself up for the best uh, the night before? Yes. So if you go on to Brian Dawkins, I'm glad you gave me this uh, segue. When you go to, if you go on to BrianDawkins.com, um, my new website is up, and you can get all the information for the Brian Dawkins Impact Foundation, what we're doing with um, mental health, and this mental health, mental health, health awareness month, excuse me, this month. Um, you'll get a challenge. It's called the Blueprint Challenge. It, I put it back up because of what's going on right now. And during that challenge, there's phases throughout the day of how you can maintain and how you can grow throughout the day no matter what's going on because there's specific things in it that helps you dial back in mentally, spiritually, and physically by your mental aptitude, by you thinking about it and then doing it. So at the end of, end of my day, what I do is at least 20 minutes before bedtime, I, no, it's no more social media, no more TV. It's nothing but I, I get back into, I have another devotional that I check out. I read, I meditate, and I pray, and I listen. And then sometimes I journal. So that's how I prepare myself so you for start bed. And I ask myself very similarly. Very similarly. So in the, in, the, in the end of the day, it's a reflection period, though. Like, is, are, there, are there things in the day that I need to repent of? Things that I did, said, that were off, t off kilter um, that I need to repent of? I do that. And then I ask myself, like, did I do my very best in the areas that I wanted to have success in? Or just period, did I do my very best? And if I did not, I know I have to do better the next day. So I keep kind of kind of mental score of that. So that allows me to go into slumber, so to speak, in a peaceful state. But when I meditate, like I've, I've, I've checked out the different breathing techniques. There's different breathing no techniques you can do to help you, you know, my drift new, my off. My favorite or, thing right now is it, labeling, which is just labeling. thought pops in your head. And you, yeah, I start yes. thinking, oh, I got to hit up Ingber. We got a show tomorrow. And I go thinking and I go back at it. And it's unbelievable back how much that helps we're like, look, I'm, I'm in a two bedroom with my fiance and she'll walk in and be like, Hey, and I'm like, I wasn't ready for this, but I go, okay, instead I'm going to wasn't ready. We're good. And it's, it, it yep. lets you calm down a little bit and let the flow start and to happen. breathe. Yeah. As you're doing it, breathe, take a deep bottom up. One of my things I take, I always take a deep breath, something going on. Okay. Real quick. All right. I got another Eagles question. Then we're going to wrap up. Um, you were a hundred percent one of the leaders in the locker room. And I'm, I literally just had a thing this morning about leadership and you witnessed something uh, towards like the middle end where there's this divide between two different leaders and the Eagles 
it's interesting because I think Jason Peters was a leadership voice in that locker room. Malcolm Jenkins undoubtedly was a leadership voice. Uh, and now it's sort of entering this era where it is Carson. And I'm curious, um, from your perspective, is, is it because you guys were so defensively leaders, now it's a quarterback leadership room. How does that flow from year to year? And now it's kind of all, now all the eyes are going on, not whether he can handle it, but what is going to be on his plate in terms of leading this team? Well, we, we knew that was coming as far as um, when he was drafted. You know, when you're the quarterback of a football team, you have the talent that he's, uh, he's shown to yeah. have. Those things are going to be expected of you to, to, be, to be a leader. But there is not just one way to lead, first of all, and there's not just one leader on any team. There is not. If there is just one leader, then you you have, got that's, that's bad. Yeah. You, have, you have an issue. So, like, Carson won't have to get up in front of the whole team and say things from time to time. Donovan did not have to get up in front of the team to say stuff. Like, we had if, – if, I was, I was honestly a quiet dude. I didn't say a whole lot. Mm. Something needed to be said. It was time to say something. I felt I would stand up and I would say something. You know, whether, whether it's in a meeting or in front of the defense or front of the team, I would say something. But those was few in between. So um, when we had other guys speak up, stand up, or say things, you know, trot leader, uh, Ike Reese oh, <laughs> leader, yeah. before, before me, and to, speaking to your point, you know, before – I became the leader that I became that was, Troy Vincent was there. Irvin Fry was there. Like, there's no need for me to talk. They got right. it. I just let them have everything. Sometimes leadership has to walk out of the door for leadership that's already there waiting to have the opportunity to lead. That has to happen. Mm. And so some of these young guys that have that leadership in them or they've already shown that they are leaders maybe it's on special teams maybe they're just having small conversations um, with certain individuals but they have that capability of, of being that leader now that void is there so it's, it's time to see who's going to step up and earn the right to lead these young men because like you don't you don't get the position just because the front office wants you to have it i don't care how great of a, a person carson was if he didn't earn the right to lead you can't lead me just because somebody else tells you you're a leader you're not my leader you might be their leader you're not my leader you, you gotta earn what that. was it like for you to have doug peterson as the backup quarterback and then you go back on the team and in the advisor role and now he's the coach how did his how did you see him evolve as a leader between what his position was as a player and now what he is as a head coach? Oh, you can you can see it. It, it was a it was a uh, it was a learning process for him um, of of developing the things that he needed to develop that, that into that in that first year so that he can become the a, the better coach for that second year and handling some of the adverse situations, some of the things that were going wrong with the team, learning how to so even speak up and speak out. Sometimes you gotta. Um, some, I guess have a have a jerk gene. You got sometimes you got to be a jerk. You know you got to ruffle some feathers from time to time and say some things not in a derogatory manner, but to get people's attention. You got to you know you got to you have to do those things from time to time. And so those are some of the things that I saw Doug begin to grow in and going into that second year. You can see him probably still growing. I'm not there anymore, right. so I don't know how far he's you know matured and continued to grow in areas. But again, he did. You can I saw. I saw the growth in, in in a lot of areas as it pertains to leading men. Like you can't, it's hard to lead men, man. It's, it's really hard to lead men. 
It's hard to leave anyway. Yeah. But when you have a, 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 um, a locker room full of cats with a lot of testosterone and football and, you know, it's um, – you, they are the heroes. You have to be they are the heroes of every town they're from. They go back home. You they're getting a parade, and now you're just yeah. one of the guys. That's a that's a shift. Yeah. So it's hard to be a leader of men, and and you know, and I think he's done a a, a good job of that. Uh, he's developed. My last question is one of my favorite things that you would do is when the Fly Eagles fly would be played, it would course through your veins, and we get the fist pump. Do you, if you, I'm not going to do it now, but if you hear that song, does it still juice you up at all? It should always juice you up. I don't care if you, if you played, if you've played the game and you've loved the game, um, I don't care what, what game it is you played. If you've played for a specific team and that specific team had something that they did on a regular basis to pump the crowd up, if that doesn't move you, if, if you know, for like Chicago, if, if the introduction music that they have for the Bulls yeah. back in the day, if you don't, if you hear that as a as a bull, and that don't juice send some little shivers up just a little bit in you to to hear that again, then I, I don't know what's wrong with you. Because I know for me, when I hear the fight song, um, especially on like game day, um, especially after a touchdown, the cannon blows off, and I know what I did every time that happened at the 50 yard line i was there i was there singing it with you guys yeah. doing my dance and my chant at the 50 yard line being a fan in that moment yeah it, it, it still moves me. and it's still and it's it, those, it, it's those it six moves. pumps at the end yeah and you and you can feel like you're closing your eyes you're feeling it yes yes oh. it's, it's, again this is an emotional thing when 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 something moves you emotionally you're more apt to remember it and more apt to become a part of you. That's, that's a good and a bad thing now. That's, that could be a good and a bad thing. Yeah. But if it's a bad thing, you can do things to get rid of it. Praying, reading, and meditating be, being some of the things you can do. But if it's a good thing, keep it going. Like, use that for motivation. BrianDawkins.com, new website. Check it out. Yes. And he's got the blueprint there that you, can, you guys can kind of help structure your day three different ways, morning, afternoon, and night. He told us that in the mornings, it's it's the three things and nights to say it's the three things. Calm your brain down, let yourself wake up. Meditate, write, and what am I missing? Pray, those three things. Pray. Is there anything else you wanna share that you kinda of wanna get off your chest or just you wanna to say to everybody out there that's going through all of this right now? Yeah, you know, I. I one of the reasons I'm on this show, well, the, the main reason I'm on this show is to talk about what we're doing with the, with the EverFi and Beyond Sport as, as it pertains to our youth. And we're going to start in Jacksonville, and then we're going to move to Philadelphia and do some things in some schools there. And it's a program that EverFi has blessed, blessed me to have and to be a part of to um, give young adults the tools that they need to not just survive, but to thrive. We all face issues, we all go through things. And we talked about a little bit earlier, like all of us have mental health. Not every one of us has mental illnesses right. or mental issues. Like we all have mental health though. And so to, to give young adults and some adults, hopefully they'll check it out. Some of the parents will check it out as well. It gives you tools to be able to utilize some, some coping mechanisms of what to do how to handle specific situations, how to deal with situations, how to recognize when something is going wrong with yourself 
or your friends, and then how to get help. If you need help, how to get help. And I love it because it's, it's done, a lot of it can be done on your phone, on your social, on your, uh, excuse me, on your media, totally. media devices. You can go in as an interactive thing. And again, you're learning how to be the best you you can be, how to deal with life, and then how to grow through it, how to grow through it. And where, how can people access that? So the, all that stuff will be posted on my social Perfect. media uh, feed, on my IG and my Facebook here probably today or tomorrow. But it's, again, it's specifically for that the, 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 the areas that, is, that I'm sponsoring are in Jacksonville right now. And then I'll be sponsoring some in Philadelphia, but those, that's just the beginning. Then we'll go to it's where you grew South up Carolina. and where you played, man. I totally get it. Yep. We'll go to South Carolina. Clemson. We'll go to, we'll go to Denver. Gotcha. And then we're open to, 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 to begin to do things all over the place, but it, it all balances off of how much I I'm blessed to receive. So as much as people can go on to donate to the Brian Dawkins impact foundation, as, as that's how many schools that we'll be able to sponsor to bless kids once again and adults with this information that I believe once again that will bless them tremendously with life and give them the, a way to navigate life and to take ownership of some things and then to have the tools in the tool belt to make the problems that now exist no longer become problems once you have an answer. Guys, check it out. Uh, Brian, thank you. If you can send my uh, well wishes to Weapon X, tell him I said I always appreciate them. I would love that. Uh, thanks, man. I'll tell him you said what's happening. You're the man, dude. Have a good one. All right. Be blessed.